for people like me and people like you. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. Your host with the most, it's James Dean Littlejohn. Who? Who? Who is this guy that's been away for six weeks? We don't know. However, I'm back. I'm here to talk. I am here to tell you about my own discovery, my own journey. What have I been doing for six weeks? Why did I just fuck off for six weeks? What have I been doing? Lots and lots has gone on mentally. Very, very good mental stuff. Some ups, some fucking downs, some roundabouts, some fucking, some merry-go-rounds. I've been doing all sorts. I think at some point I may have been on the London Eye. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a roller coaster, but in all good stuff. And the reason I sort of, it's been so long is because it's a journey that I needed to undertake. Oh, Christ, I'm smashing the shit out of myself and my own thing. There was a couple of negatives just before I finished, which I'm going to talk to you about. And um, it sort of feeds in nicely into a little bit of the ADHD, which is um, something that I, I live with. And there may be people out there that will live with that. And and I talk about re- the rejection sensitive disorder, sensitivity disorder. And, and I talk about that. So I'm going to talk about how that works with me. Uh, and why sometimes I find things a little bit difficult and what the journey's been around. And I think it's because I was doing like every single week. Um, I don't know. It ju- I just felt like I may have been just overwhelming you in the sense of like, what's this guy talking about? You know, he's, he's, he, I needed that proper process. And plus, I wanted to put some things um, into practice for myself. And, um, you know, I talk about all this stuff. I talk about accountability. I talk about everything. I'm, you know, smash that drum. Bosh, bosh, bosh. I'm smashing the drum all the time. But, you know, sometimes I need to actually take on what I'm talking about and actually put it into practice myself because it does get a bit difficult trying to juggle life. You know, juggle uh, three daughters, you know, marriage, um, bloody bills, you know, work, you know, the the sort of um, aspiration to be promoted. All of this takes a lot of energy, you know, as well as just the stuff you want to do on a daily basis, such as, you know, your garden, whatever, you know, your car, whatever your whatever your hobby may be. And I've been working, so I've been doing two jobs, so I get one day a week. So all of this just catches up on you. But it's really, really important that you take the time you need. And that's really where I'm going to break into some good stuff to talk about today, really, because it's given me a lot to talk about. You know, like I said, I was I think I was in a little bit of a negative place six weeks ago. And I say think as in, like, I've been on a roller coaster since then. Um, and basically, I think it was just... I just needed to take that little bit of a break. Um, I knew I knew I was getting irritable with life because I know that I was speaking quite outwardly about what's gone on in my family, um, which is a real difficult fucking thing. Um, but also at the same time, I'm I'm like, I can't um, emphasise just how passionate I am about getting promoted and um, and that and, and and educated and and be the best I can and that is a fucking absolute hammer on my mental health um and that's a, that's a driving force with ADHD as well you know because i find because i'm i'm so there's an element of an addiction to health and safety in that sense because I enjoy it. Every day's a different day. And I do enjoy learning about all the parameters of that. And that sounds a bit geeky. I know it does. But it's a passion. And, and 
now I'm learning a lot about myself and I'm learning a lot about how I work and really sort of like engaging. I think I was a bit young, dumb and full of cum, you know, when I was a bit younger. I just didn't give a fuck. And then you sort of fly by the seat of your pants in your 30s. And then all of a sudden you just get this point where you're like, fuck, I've been up and down a roller coaster. Um, lots is going on. And then we have to start dealing with a little bit of change in pace. And, and priorities change. And, and you know, loads of shit goes on in life in general i mean it doesn't matter why what where you sit in your financial status your economy status or your fucking personal status whatever you sit everybody will come across some sort of issue um yes others will be lesser but we there's a lot of common trends and those common trends are you know i'm starting to learn are quite current with everybody in our age group and I look back at my dad and things like that and I look I reflect heavily one of my biggest per, one of the biggest points to me is my reflection. And the reason I reflect so heavily is because I do make active mistakes in life because I react emotionally um, and a lot of my a lot of my traits that I get that people see sometimes as a negative you know they they they're being managed and I'm still getting outbursts so I, I reflect quite heavily to try and control myself and that's something I've been doing like I said I've been falling into that accountability stage I was getting a little bit negative and I was like right I was trying to balance you know learning a master's degree in in occupational health and safety um with no fucking real experience in that field but I'm learning and it's like I'm I'm driven to learn I'm also trying to get my chartered IOSH status in the same year as well as do my complete my P405 which is like the high level asbestos qualification as well as try and get promoted into a B2 spot as well as try and give myself the kudos and the um you know what's that thing you know that sort of um acknowledgement but not it's kind of like try to be seen but in a positive way by the organizations they're like this guy needs promoting so i'm trying to do all of the right things and i don't mean i'm trying to do the right things just to tick boxes because i am actually passionate about doing the right things and that's the thing is i i do genuinely love my job i do genuinely love managing people and i see myself i want to hit these goals because they're the goals that are driving me that's what keeps me happy however what i try to do is i try to keep other people happy and sometimes I don't take the time for myself, and a lot of us do that. I know that there's people out there listening to this that do that. And if anything, when you don't do that and you become that helpful person, what you tend to find is you get taken advantage of um, by everybody because of your nature, and you take advantage of yourself as well by thinking that you have the the um, you know the the consistency and the power and the strength to just keep giving and you're like fuck i need to give a little bit of time myself to myself you know and i talk about all this all the time accountability i do spend you know a good proportion of my time alone and i and i choose that and i say alone it sounds like a horrible thing it's not alone it's like a safe space it's like i i make sure that at least an hour and a half Every single fucking day. And I know that's a luxury and people can't get that. And I know that you might have kids, etc, etc. I've been through all of these journeys. So I'm talking as in now I'm trying to do this. But there'll be some way of trying to find out whatever your circumstances are. Find a certain point of time that you can give to yourself. If that's 10 minutes having a shit on the fucking toilet, then do it. You know, that's the 10 minutes. You often... I, I, I do remember, and I've heard, I hear this a lot from mothers, and they say... You know, 
it's they go into the toilet to fucking just basically shut down you know like literally like give me a safe space even when the kids or whatever and fucking banging on the front door normally the husbands or partners or whatever you know that's doing the same to same say fucking come here you know because you do expect a lot from mums in that sense but um anyway i digress i I digress as i always do i'm a bit excited actually because i am actually talking to you and like i said the reason i pulled away uh, a little bit is just to give myself that time and i I didn't. I don't feel happy in my current job, which is really horrible because I enjoy health and safety. I just don't enjoy the job I'm in, and that's a real big, big downer for me because um, I like to enjoy my job. And the one thing, even when I was a painter for 21 years, I loved being a painter, and I didn't really in sort of relish in the um, in the aspect of the art side until the final sort of like four or five years of my 21 year career and then I kind of went into a different realm so it just became like a a fucking huge overload for me in terms of like serotonin and endorphins so I missed that and then what what I get the similar feeling endorphins and the serotonin the boost that I'm low on that I need from the ADHD aspect is um you know it's there it's there in health and safety because i like fucking learning and i'm like yes that's wrong we need to do this i like advising it's it's talking to people it's nurturing people it's saying thank you it it, health and safety can be a really positive place for me and mentally it works for me because of the adhd i like to make people feel happy well i turn my health and safety into not the normal fucking 1990s um fucking absolute cockwomble that was at school that got completely and utterly fucking berated ripped apart and has a fucking list of people he will kill before he's 60 i'm not talking about one of those health and safety advisors i'm talking about i like the positivity like yes fucking shit happens we're humans i get that okay we're all i'm fuck i'm the first person to fucking do something stupid if you say james do that I will fucking do it. And then you're like, dude, dude, you're a health and safety advisor. And I'm like, oh, I know it's wrong. I know this is wrong. That's what makes it even even more rebellious for me because I literally know what can happen. Fuck it. Let's go in. That's the type of person I am. So I, I can sympathize with both sides. I mean, I've provided this common sense that's used, which a lot of us have avoid of. Uh, and, you know, that's another bit that comes in. I get to nurture the people that don't have common sense and go, I'm going to give you the skills. To, to just have a little bit of common sense to keep you alive and the people around you. And it's quite a good role. So you can imagine somebody that likes that whole serotonin boost. Um, what I get out of that is is just fucking astronomical because that's the life. And I, know, and I, and I, and I revert back to something that was said to me by my, my current boss's boss. And when I said to him, you know, I want to get to a B2 in safety. And he's like, why safety? What, what, why do you need to go into safety? And I was like, because... It, it's what I fucking like to do. And then I remember him saying to me, he goes, well, I, I, I like I do computer designs and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, right, brilliant. And he goes, um, yeah, I said, but, you know, here I am now doing like a HR role. And I went, oh, right. He said, so, you know, why do you have to do, you know, why do you have to be a B2 in safety? And I looked at him and I said, are you happy? He goes, no, but I wanted to be a B1. And I went, oh, okay, so you wanted to be a B1 and you took whatever you could to get to a B1. And I was like, yeah, yeah, B1s are great. And I said, that's fine. And and when I joined the civil service, I would have been happy at C2 in my first two years. And I got to a C1 
because I fucking boosted myself into my own, I you know, I fucking churned into knowing my shit so I could go to an interview and go, let's fucking do this and jump in, jumped into a completely unknown role and fucking literally ran with it. Um, and then I said, I said, yeah, but I want to get to B2. So, said, but I don't just want to get to a B2. I don't want to take a role as a B2. I can do that. But then I would be getting paid to be unhappy all of my life. I want to do a job I love. And I know that I would love the B2 in safety because, you know, for me personally, that gives me the boost. I don't I don't need to look for anything else then because I'm in a, an, in a good place, comfortable, and I feel like I've got a seat at the table. So it's an ambition for me. It's a driving force. And I get to nurture safety and safety's massive. And I get to talk to people, presentations, etc., 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 it's a world of serotonin. So for me, it's almost like, you know, a kid walking into a fucking sweet shop and they go literally like, which sweet do you want? And you're like, I, I well, I cannot fucking physically tell you. And the only, you know, the, the other way to relate that is, you know, a man going into a fucking Ferrari garage and saying, pick one. <laughs> you're like, no, <laughs> no, I can't <laughs> because they're all beautiful. Uh, a, a woman, I'm going to say a woman because you know there might be some ladies living out there, and and uh, you know might be going into a ring shop or something. You know, buy some jewelry. And, like, you've got frick, pick of the ring. You know, take what you want. Fucking hell, you know. I don't know actually. That probably goes straight to the most expensive. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's much. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah, but this one's prettier. No, no, the most expensive. And then you could say, well, caveat that with you know the fact that. Uh, We'd all do that. Anyway, fucking digressed massively. Went off path, mate. Absolute off piece there. Um, so, yeah, you know, so I said want to do it for the right reasons. And and that's where I sort of got to. Anyway, so I reflect back to that. And anyway, now I talk about it. I revert back. That's reflection. And that's one of the things I learned massively was reflecting. And I, and I do, I really enjoy it, actually. It becomes a, it's it's 100% a learned habit for me. I'll talk about that going over the three months. Um, and for for me, because I've been sticking to it, I've actually I feel healthier. Um, and and I'll tell you what I did. I took so I took the six weeks out, six weeks specifically. There's been about three or four times when I wanted to come on and I've had real good topics in my head. And don't worry, they're all saved because I will save my topics. But I just didn't want to do it. I wanted that break away. I didn't want to have to rely on it. I didn't want to have to go. Oh God, I and it, it, it didn't feel like a chore. But it's really hard, and I will say, it's really, really fucking hard to constantly talk to a microphone and not get feedback. It's really hard. And then, especially when I've got ADHD in that sense, is once I lose that serotonin. So sometimes I wanted to give myself a break, and I wanted to see how I reacted as well. So part of this journey was to see, was I doing it because I wanted someone to say to me, fucking hell, doing a great job. A job. <laughs> I don't know why I went like that. Uh, or doing a great job. Or do I? Did I want to see if it actually positively benefited me? And there was times when I was going through the journey through this last six weeks where I was like, "Oh, I could talk about this," and I got excited. And then you know I went, "Oh no, no, wait, just wait, just wait." So I knew that I needed that process. And then I also knew that I was going to come on. And I hoped. And and one of the other little sort of journeys milestones for me was to dive in and see how I incorporate how I you know, dive back into the role, I suppose, of talking about mental, men's mental health. And I've had a lot of positives on the way, actually. And in, 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 in this six weeks, I've had a, a couple of really good fucking engagements from a couple of, uh, like, uh, actually people that I wouldn't even think that would be listening or are just supporting me. So one of my, there's a good friend of mine, and he's, he's from up north, and I've, I've spoken about him before, but we've done a Saudi trip together. And I know he's going through some challenges, actually. And um, it was really, really pleasant because... Like I say, we've only known each other for 
a short space of time but we were doing a high high stress project which sort of kind of it, it i think in in high stress situations men will either like make friends or just completely do the opposite and i know that like when i was on this high stress job in the fucking like middle of a desert spraying this fucking typhoon eurofighter for the saudi crown prince did name drop there did name drop okay but it was a big fucking task and we got jumped in complete unknowns no one knew what they were doing and anything and it was like it was out of the parameters for spraying it was a real difficult job and you either make friends and you you kind of watch in the first couple of days you watch where the groups go and you see the more sedated people thinkers over here you see the fucking crazy ones but like you know are really good and then you get the lazy fuckers so you get your three groups and the real people that need to really talk are you know not the lazy ones they can do what they want they just get a bollocking they're normally the ones that get into a fight with the ones that are crazy but good um and 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 then you've got the thinkers where the thinkers need the crazy but good ones to do like the high-end stress stuff stress jobs this is what i'm giving you organization that how we run and and then but the leaders also needed the lazy fuckers to do the real shit jobs that the real crazy fuckers didn't want to do so you can imagine i mean where do i fit in that fucking crazy group i mean i've said it i've dropped it i'm in the middle i'm crazy so i i do pride myself i'm a very very good painter I love it. I take it with fucking, you know, I take it with a lot of pleasure that I got for 21 years of, of doing some very high profile jobs because I loved my job. I did genuinely love it. And um, anyway, I digress. But we got pulled in and, we, and he fitted into this group. So this guy was in the same group as that. Absolute batshit crazy. A couple of times we did clash because you've got high tensions. I did actually nearly have a fight with the lazy fucking group, which was quite hilarious because he said that I got a run. I didn't get a fucking run in the paint. It was another fucking colleague of mine. It's because I tried to help him by reaching. And um, anyway, he blamed me. So I just basically fucking booted off and, and that was very close to a fight, which was hilarious. And, and, and everybody called it. Everyone said, them two are going to clash. He's lazy. James is quite vocal about lazy people, which I am fucking vocal about people. One thing I cannot stand is laziness um so i'm very vocal about it and i'm like you're being lazy you fucking lazy penis <laughs> anyway so anyway and, and we fit into this group so we we latched on we did some crazy fucking stuff you know it was a, it was a full banter time anyway and um he recently engaged with me over this period he's like i haven't i haven't caught up i haven't heard you from a while and he, and he obviously didn't know i was taking a bit of a break and i was like oh mate yeah just taking a bit of a break and he was and he, he gave me this really nice feedback saying look dude i love your fucking voice mate it's brilliant and i like listening and you know if he's listening thanks buddy i really appreciate that did give me a massive spur on actually and you know and also acknowledging the fact that he was open about his own mental health and i and i know he's going through some challenges but what i will say is we all go through these life's there to test us um i know that it, everybody that's around me i don't feel uncomfortable with them knowing that they're going to do anything silly I'm, I'm, and I know that they're all there. It's just, you know, I know that they're all dedicated. They're all, they're all, it's just a tough time. It's just a tough time. But I know that the people I'm talking about and the people I look out for in my little group, they've all got a really great support network. And one thing that this, this uh, gentleman has is a good support network, a really good support network. And, and I've always said to him, you know, the same I say to anybody, reach out to me if you need someone to talk to. Sometimes you do need it. Sometimes I would say, and I say a lot of times with men, men will rarely use that fucking phone call. They'll rarely use it. It's, it's I don't care. I've, even though I've done this for two years and I've been on the end of the phone call waiting for someone to pick up. Um, f for, for me personally, I'm going to crank that down a bit. I got a bit carried away. Um, yeah, there we go. Oh, no. Hold on. 
Hold on. Hold it tight. I don't know what I've pressed there. I'm just checking. Sorry. Christ alive. I thought I pressed the button on me bloody laptop. Yeah. So um. Anyway, he you know he's going through some uh, some some tough bits, and men, and men will rarely ever use that um that that call. But at the same time, just by saying those words, if you need me, give me a shout. It's that it's you. You know that someone's there, and that's often where the loneliness feels. You don't feel like anyone's there. Men just get on, get out. I mean, our rhetoric and our morning messages: get in, get on, get out. You know, and that's basically what me and my mates say to each other every fucking day: just get in, get on, get out. And that's our fucking rhetoric. And that's basically what 2023 is for us: get in, get on, get out. Um, and because we don't, it's, it's just do what you need to do: get the fuck in and get home and spend time with the loved ones and the friends and making the memories. Just fuck work shit. Do the best you can in your ability, but get in, get on, get out. And um, and I say this all the time, but you know. He's very much, it's, it's just that whole, he feels like he's, you know, he's got someone there. And I said, mate, you've got, you've got someone to talk to. That's the main thing. Um, hold on a second. I'm just going to take a sip of this. Be- I've got some lovely gin on the go tonight. Chin, chin, gin, gin. Anyway, I, so yeah, he's, um, so it's, it's really positive news. Um, I was just waiting for to knock that over. Setting up, see, because I've not had full setup. I'm trying to juggle myself around this new setup. And, um. So, yeah, so I just want to make sure he knows that he's out there and thank you for listening. You're doing an amazing job, just like everyone is around that I speak to on a regular basis. They really do. And I know we all go through some tough shit. We really fucking do. Everybody does, though. Everybody does. And, this, and, I, and I always say this, you know, you're never going to be the first and you're not the last. And, and, and that can sometimes come across as a bit negative, but it doesn't. What I mean is we all go through these things. Everybody feels some sort of challenge. But it's, there's no point in that challenge process where you can't talk about it. You can't open up about it. You can't let people... Uh, you can let people in a little bit just to try and alleviate some of that pressure. That's the most important thing. And that's what we all... I always try and progress with people is... It doesn't matter what's going on. Just reach out if you need it. And if you don't need it, just let me let you know that it's there. Uh, 110%. 24-7. 365 days a year, baby. All the time. That's the key part. When you let those people know, you. that's nurturing the right friendship group. And you go back miles and miles and miles. We go back fucking two years when I started this. 18, 19 months. Whatever it was. And I talk about that. It's nurturing the right people around you. You listen to my first podcast and I'm so fucking negative. I hate the people around me. I was a horrible fucking place. And now I've had some dips. Of course we've had some dips. Fuck. We have dips in life. But here we are. We're talking. We're opening up. We're nurturing that. And that's the most important part is we keep evolving. We keep developing. We keep adapting. That's what we need to do. You adapt and you overcome. I got into that shit state about six weeks ago, which led into this little break where I was just being really negative about life. And I felt really fucking bad about my daughter. And I'm still waiting for that to happen, which is fucking bonkers. Uh, Like, fucking hell, man. It's a year and a half on. Do you know what I mean? I shouldn't be waiting for the for the Rosas to do something about that. A year and a half after the incident. Anyway, and that's it. And, and do you see how like how quickly that can come back? Let's uh, put that down. Okay, that's in the process. But what I needed to do is just you know I was I was going through all those motions and I needed to be strong for work. I needed to prioritize. I always talk about accountability. I always talk about prioritization. Making yourself number one is the is the key goal here. Making sure what you do is number one. So I did that. I just parked this. I parked everything as well, by the way. You know, this wasn't just a park the uh, podcast for an hour. Everyone's like, can you not fucking, you know, I parked everything. The, the only things I continued to do 
was go out on my Wednesday nights to play snooker uh, with, with my best mate. That's, that's the only thing I continue to do because I needed that break. I needed to concentrate on work. And then after work, I was doing a bit more of my master's. I was trying to just get those in pro- emotion to, and I had to prioritize. And that's where I talk about your mental health. Look at where you need to prioritize. Do the things that need, you need to do to make you happy. And one of the things, like I said, all the way through that six weeks, I carried on reflecting. In my reflections, I still took notes down. So I've still got my notes in my notebook. I still writing down my thoughts. And I was still writing in my notes for stuff to talk about in my future podcasts. And that's the beauty of allowing things. Just hold on two seconds. We need to appreciate this tune. Dr. Dre's dead. What a tune. What a tune, Eminem. So, um, yeah. So, and like I said, all the way through this journey, of this six weeks i've i've had engagement with uh like i said my mate reaching out to me saying you know i love your voice you know it's good stuff i've had um i've had an adhd psychiatrist on tiktok comment on my podcast and said i love what you're doing great work i've had um a couple of other friends say to me you know what's going on and just just general chat nothing crazy um and it was just i was just like yeah just taking a little break mate just prioritizing you know talking about the right things giving myself that time that i've really really needed Uh, and it was just making sure i got things aligned and in this six weeks i've achieved a lot mentally uh physically i've lost a bit of weight um i've got into my sauna blanket um i've which i managed to absolute i can't remember i don't think i've told you because i don't think i've had it that long but i was looking oh hold on something's gone on here that's what i needed to do my computer wasn't on so it just sprung at me so yeah i bought a sauna blanket i was was on the lookout for one and basically uh managed to pick one up on ebay for 95 pounds delivered practically brand new they're 450 pounds in the shop so I treated myself to that. That was my treat out of my my annual my my sort of work bonus for doing going above and beyond, which I got. So I treated myself to that. I uh, built a cold shower, and I'm starting to do a bit of therapy, a bit of um, hot therapy on my for my muscles and my back, and it's helping me lose a little bit of weight, feeling a little bit trimmer because I'm dehydrating, and you know, and then jumping in the cold shower for that blast of cold air straight from the garden hose, taking me back to the 1980s. We used to drink out those fuckers. Legionnaires, Legionnaires disease had fuck all on us when we were in the, in the 80s. And I've just been giving myself a little bit of time, so I've been I've, I've been developing a new routine, even to the point where I've ad- adapted over the six over the six weeks, a new evening routine. So every evening, three days a week, I go for a mile and a half walk with the missus. I get in, um, come into the house. Um, do my sauna blanket get under the cold shower upstairs fucking little warm shower just to wash all because it's a hose pipe and then just fucking jump into the slogs and chill for an hour go to bed and it's a nice evening routine i feel healthy ready for the weekend to make the memories and that's what it's trying to i'm I'm trying to adapt to my whole lifestyle and make it a bit healthier a bit more a bit more forth for planning on like what i'm going to do monday to thursday so i've locked in monday to thursday wednesday nights is my bosh out for snooker friday nights is my chill out gaming night whatever i'm gonna do saturday and sunday and then obviously you get your holidays and stuff in between and he's like wow that fucking hell james you planned your life out i haven't planned it out i mean there's obviously a lot of fluidity fluidity in this that's a good word i was trying to say it i knew it was gonna be difficult um but it's just a case of having a nice routine to work from and then if anything goes anything moves aside well it'll only be moving aside for a positive thing like going and doing something making a memory somewhere so if i've got a general routine on how i eat sleep and 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 function if something needs to move to the right it doesn't matter 
It's everything's, I'm not set in stone. What I've given myself is a foundational routine. That's not even a word, I don't think, but I'm going to use it. It's given me a foundation. It's given me something to work on. So I know that when I'm being in those moments, I'm healthy, I'm reflecting, I'm, and I'm just giving myself the time I need. If I need to give myself an hour in the evening instead of going for a walk to do my qualifications, whatever it may be, I don't mind doing that because as long as I'm moving forward and being positive, that's the key. And I'm enjoying the process. There's so many people I know that try to make these changes and they stick them out, even though they're not enjoying them. And I'm like, you're not, you don't even sound like you're enjoying the process. Why are you doing it? You're just putting yourself through what for nothing. If anything, you're going to knock your mental health game back because you're not doing the things that you enjoy doing and like doing. And if you're not doing what you like doing, what's the fucking point in living? You're just wasting time doing things you don't want to do. Sometimes we don't have choices, but if you have a choice to do something that you like or don't like, then pick the don't like and make yourself the priority here. And that's what I've done. So you've got to give yourself that time. And it does. It kicks in other mechanisms as well. It kicks in other people reaching out. It, it takes away the monotony and the sort of too much routine and just breaks it up a little bit. Gives you a little bit of food for thought. I know that what I did over this time period was I reflected heavily on my previous podcasts. And I used that as a lot of information, a lot of data for myself to say, how do you feel now? Sunday, what are you doing? And nine times out of ten on that Sunday, I wasn't doing fuck all. I, I, I wasn't like I was doing something. I don't mean to shove that in your face. What I was doing was actually I started, say, my reflection early or I was like, oh, spot a pot around the garden or I might go and sit down and do something I haven't done or go out for an extra walk with a dog. It doesn't matter. I did do things, but I didn't. It was out of the norm and I didn't enjoy the routine because I was like, I like setting up for here for eight o'clock. I like talking for an hour. I know that once I finish talking, I get to relax because I feel like I've emptied. I've opened up. And that's like I said to you, that's my key to my mechanism. I, I don't I'm talking to however many, uh, you know, I'm talking to you all, but I don't feel like I'm talking to you all. So it's not the it's not that kind of I don't know. I have I've, I've relaxed into into doing it normally. And what I've been managed to do is actually been open and honest about myself to other people. So that's a positive and it's all working. It's all tirelessly. It does take time. Mental health does not get cured overnight. It doesn't pick the right people. It doesn't tell you what time it's going to strike. It, it is unpredictable. And I, that was evident over the six weeks. There were some times where I felt shit. I mean, I, I do recall I was working. So I did, um, I did a full week at work then I did a second job on the um, on the Friday and a Saturday, which was like manual labor painting for a friend of mine. And then that broke into a Sunday um, where I did my uh, I did another job that I'm doing and I was in the, it's another manual labor job. And then I went into a full week's work and then I got to the Saturday and I had that one Saturday off and I was fucking exhausted. But that week that I'd gone in the second week, I'd gone in after all of that week of hard work and weekend full working and I know there's people that do this constantly and, and I do have a lot of admiration for them but I was fucked I was just I was so angry at life I was like and it was very I was angry at a lot of things in the in the whole cost of living crisis why the fuck should we do we need three fucking jobs to survive so I was I, I went into a bit of a dip there I went into a dip I, I need to confront my finances and I've been slowly trying to do that and I've actually been trying to develop internal mechanisms to allow me to try and function with that and understand my the finances because 
I don't deal with it and it's a very very sore subject with me I just don't like facing money I, I really hate it. it it's probably because I spend 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 to make myself happy and I don't really want to know that the, the, the tap is going to be turned off I just want to keep going I'm just like I just want to keep being happy and that's a fucking absolute uh, that's a bell ringer for the old fucking depression and and PTSD and ADHD whatever mental health that is one of the I think it's a common side effect to mental health is you spend money frivolously frivolously because you fucking just look you're searching for that happiness you're, you're searching for that serotonin but you don't get it. It's no, it is so short-lived. It's fucking like a firework. It's like, click, buy, it'll be here tomorrow. Boom! Tomorrow comes round. Don't even know what I ordered. That's, it's done. Mate. And then you open it and you go, Bleh. it's not as, yeah. Because it was yesterday when I wanted it. This serotonin now wants something different. And I think that's a mix. And do you know what? I've, I've learned tirelessly over this last six weeks is my ADHD. And I sat down. I had a bit of a long conversation with the missus the other day, actually. We were just sat down Saturday night in a couple of, we had a couple of Lambunas, um, you know, a couple of, um, a couple of beers and we were just chewing the fat and we were um should be chewing my fat we so i had to chuck it in there that's tourette's that's tourette's um and so we were just chatting away and she was like because i've lived away for so long and then you know i've only really been living in in in, in the house for two years as a you know full grown sort of dad adult trying to fucking be a normal person if you like in a, in a crazy world and she said i, I didn't realize just how bad um you are and I said, what do you mean? And we've, she said, you did the, um, <clears throat> you went all in on those paintings that you, you were making, those glass bottle paintings, spent £500 in fucking four weeks, had absolutely no return and never done another one or tried to sell it. And I'm like, yes. And then she's like, but you've done that with your moss wall. You did that. You were going to make them. You never, you've never done them since. And that was three, £400. She, and we went through this list of stuff and she was like, You've got down there, cry cut machine. You said you were going to make stickers and stuff. You've, you've never done anything. You've got an airbrush in there. It's brand new. You've never actually physically used it. And I was like, no, but I just thought I might have wanted one. And she's like, you're fucking crazy, mate. No wonder you're in the shit. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you just don't stand. Just, I just see things, but it's, you go all in. You do an amazing job at something, but once you're done, you're done. She's like, it frustrates me and angers me because you do things off the cuff without even thinking about it and just do it and it happens and then she said and then you just bin it like it's nothing you're like yeah well i've done that now i don't need to do it again and i didn't get the serotonin fix i didn't take this she was like yeah but you did it in, you did it in six weeks mate you're not gonna you're not gonna fucking go viral and make millions in six weeks i was like you tell my fucking brain that mate <laughs> you tell my fucking brain that so we, it was nice. It was interesting in a sense in the six weeks because I think I proper like slowed down on everything. And that's what I said. I took time out. I, t I genuinely took time out. Just concentrated on listening to the family, listening to the house, you know, seeing what's going on. Just seeing, you know, just taking a step back, but not taking a step back to move into another seat, not getting from my work seat into my podcast seat, into my car, whatever. Not sitting in a seat. Just sit down, listen, sit in the background, listen to my family. Are people happy? Are they happy? What's the general buzz around the house? And I, I don't think a lot of people do that, really. And, and you know, I hear little bits and bobs, and it's, I don't know, it's just, it, it, it just kind of, when I sit back, 
I think about things and then I go, that's a little bit of an issue and that's a bit of an issue. And what it did do was it kind of opened things up a little bit in the house as well. Because I, cause I was listening and I wasn't shutting myself down because that's another fucking massively bad side effect for PTSD is you just shut down and I and, and there'll be people that can relate to this I know like I said uh, I was talking about my friend uh, who came to Saudi with me and you know he said yeah sometimes I just shut down and go into my bubble I'm like that's okay if you have that as a safety mechanism but just making sure that you're not going into that bubble in in negativity and and manifesting negative thoughts while you're in that bubble if you take in that safe space to quiet down which is what ultimately I do I do get very stressed. One of the massive drawbacks to PTSD is, um, it, and probably probably an element of ADHD, I don't really know, um, is like lots of noise. I, I can't deal with lots of noise, which is crazy because I'm a sports fan. But I just can't deal with lots of people, lots of noise, lots of visuals. Um, it just fucking freaks me out, you know? And I, and, but So I take a lot of my safe space just to be able to pull myself together get my thoughts collected reflect heavily on the goods the the bads how can i make the bads not happen again and i'm using it as a modern day therapy which you it can sound like i'm fucking going on forever about the same thing but it's not and oh god you must have hours in the evening no you don't i'm talking 15 minutes i'm talking take yourself out of somewhere for those 15 minutes to sit down, reflect, put some music on, do whatever you want to do that makes you happy. Fucking go and knock one out if that makes you feel happy, and most of the time it probably does. Um, so, you know, if whatever makes you happy, if it makes you happy, bash it out. Bash that fucking Barry. Give him a fucking wallop. Chill yourself out, mate. That's the main thing. And, you know, if you've got to choke the chicken to, to get to where you need to put... I'm going to go on for Innuendo City here, innit? You've got to bash the bishop, you know what I mean? If you've got to fucking play with the old trouser snake, you fucking crack on, mate. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of, you know, it, you've got to do what makes you happy. And that's one of the things I'm trying to find. Sometimes you have to pull yourself away from the routine of life. Give yourself that thought process. I reflected heavily. I really, really working on myself, making sure I'm eating healthier. Like I said, giving myself that routine and getting a, finding a routine that works, knowing when I like getting out of bed because I work from home. I have a bit of a luxury there. Yes. Oh, shit calm down James um I have a bit of a luxury there I get that because I work from home but I'm going to take advantage of that for me what time do I like getting up what time do I like to do my, my hours my core my core hours etc etc I always go above so don't worry mate I, I ain't letting sh I ain't letting the fucking standards slide so you know for me it's about finding that routine when do I finish work when do I go for a walk what's what do I find comfortable in that process well I enjoy finishing work going out for a walk with the dog that's my first reflection straight after work don't talk to anyone because no one's in. Bang the fucking lead on. Go for a walk with a dog. Fucking half an hour. Come back. And I've I've reflected on everything that's happened in work that day. So I, there's there's elements I can talk to my wife about and say blah, 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 blah. And, and, and she may be able to help or it's just someone to vent. Um, and then there's other elements where I go, well, that's not as bad as I thought. Or that was a positive. Stick that in the positive bank, mate. You've done well. And that's what I do. So then I get in, then I knock up tea, etc. I'm not going to give you my whole fucking thing. I'm not going to give you my whole routine. But you get where the, you get the gist. You get where I'm going. You see what I'm throwing out there. And that's the whole point. Is that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And in fact, actually, I was uh, little. I got a little story to tell you actually because it was hilarious. I was down in town um, the other day, and uh, I was just I was just in the barbers, and then um, this guy sat next to me. 
And uh, I'm not being, I'm not in, this is no way being racist. I have to say this, but there was a black guy sat next to me and uh, he looked at me and he goes, oh, he goes, uh, you got a nice beard there, but in, 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 in proper Jamaican. So he must, he had, did have the big dreadlocks in and stuff. And I was, oh, thanks mate. He goes, oh, I just, I don't mind. It's just really thick. And then he looked at me and he went, ah, brother, <laughs> you got air like me fro, brother. And I was like, oh, what's, what's that, brother? What's that, mate? And he went, you need some of that black castor oil, boy. <laughs> I was like, what's that? So anyway, proceeded to talk to me about black castor oil. I've put it in and my beard is soft as the fucking, uh, soft as a silk blanket. Honestly, it's lovely. So um, if you've got thick granular beards, like, uh, like I have real thick hair, which is, you know, gives you a full beard. And I do have a full beard. Um, if it gives you one of the, you know, which is a, a good, a good positive, uh, a good positive to beardos out there, bang a bit of black castor oil in there. Fucking lovely stuff. Honestly, really, really works. Anyway, that's a little tip, a tip and a trick for you there. So, you know, here we are. So that's basically what's been going on. Learning, adapting, evolving. I know that people are going on their own journeys, but you've got to do them for the right reasons. You know, you've got to make these sort of kind of, and that's where I, ultimately what I tried to do was, um, I suppose just take notes uh, of what was working, what wasn't working. So, and, and it's sort of kind of, and even in my reflection times, um, you know, I talk about even even in my downs, even my, my sort of low points during this six weeks. I mean, I've even had, I've had a couple of negatives from work and I, oh shit, <laughs> I've had a couple of negatives from work. And I talk about, in fact, one of the, I wasn't really going to talk about this, but I suppose it sort of feeds into a little bit of the, um, rejection sensitivity disorder and the reason I wasn't talking about it is because it was kind of like a it's, it, it almost sounds pathetic when I talk about it and I've reflected on this over the last six weeks so as you know I did a, I do my podcast and I was trying to evolve into uh, into getting onto YouTube so I went and got a um, soft light I, I set it up in my bar I had everything perfect moved it all around got an on-air sign in the background you know really went ab above and beyond first one fucking absolute dream don't know how it, but it, it pulled off lovely and I thought that's really really good the lightning was a bit poor lighting was a bit poor so the next time around I'd obviously bought this um softbox and everything and got it installed and the whole video failed and i got so fucking upset with myself that it had failed because i mean it was just poor poor lighting um was really fucking harsh it didn't record um fully and stopped because uh, basically what happened was my memory was falling on my card um, so when it was in the recording, because I was recording it straight off my phone, a bit amateurish, but again, I'm on an amateur's budget. So it it shut off after like eight minutes and didn't tell me because I was just in the flow of doing my podcast and the camera was just in front of me. In fact, no, it was on my, um, it was on my, uh, like a fucking handheld stick you can put it on a tripod and it, and it spins around and looks at you and follows you um it's a dj a dj thing my dad gave it to me um actually it was a really good one so and it tracks you so i put it in front and i just carried on tracking but the back of the phone the actual screen was around the back so when i i obviously got up and concluded i was ready to upload to youtube knowing it would take a long process and then as soon as i opened the phone it said not enough memory and i looked and it was an eight minute video and that really fucking really deflated me and i talk about rejection sensitivity disorder because i get it a lot and I, and that's because i'm very emotionally driven and i do i do take a lot of things to, to heart a lot of things personally um and i i don't mean to but i think that some people uh, you know some people even can pick up on those things those traits quite quickly 
Um, and it was, you know, even through that, just that knockback alone made me take a week out. Then that week turned into I needed to do this, this and this and I wanted to prioritize. And it, t- and it took a turn for the positive because I wanted to try and find out how to get myself out of the ditch I was in. Because I was like, fuck the podcast. I can't be asked. I can't be asked with this. Fucking fails. Every time I try and elevate myself. And then I went into this whole spiral of going, this is why I'm fucking held back in all my jobs. And, and that's where, you know, relationships, friendships, everything just spiraled. And this is this is the 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 dark side if you like i spiraled into overthinking everything nobody was interested everyone just takes advantage if fucking my job just want to hold me where they are because of the level i'm at and they don't want me here 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 they want to you you know what i mean and that's how it felt and i'd heard a couple of rumors at work in fact you know one of my i was i was a bit put out by this i'm very very i'm very passionate about my job i am very passionate about what i do very very everything i do is with passion and you know commitment i do i do a bloody good job everything i try and do 110 percent mac 10 everything i do and and that does play a bit of a negative role in, in health and safety in the sense that you can write some real detailed and it doesn't help that i like english so i fucking love chucking big words in there because it just comes to my head i know what it means and i just assume everybody else does and I'm not saying that in an arrogant sense because if anything I think it's more of a negative because it actually makes reading my stuff harder. Yes, you might sound intelligent, but what's the fucking point in that in your day-to-day work? People just want you to give you the answer. Just like so I do have a bit of a difficult time in, in work and it's becoming more um prevalent as I increase, uh, you know, as I, as I as I get up the order that people just want simplicity, which is fine, but that's a massive adaptation to myself because i'm not used to that everything i do is in detail all of my painting spraying everything is down to the fine fucking detail to the millimeter to the perfection you know and you can imagine i've put fucking solid lines on the back of a fucking chinook riddled in fucking um riddled in rivets and i've got it absolutely fucking bang on perfect with a team with a team i will never take it away i always had a fucking outstanding team but the team was there because they were doing what I wanted them to do because they they had the same passion that I instilled in them. And I think that is the thing that, you know, is consistent. But everything I've always done is detailed. I love detail. I love tiny bits of detail, shading, etc., etc. So I do, I look at the, the granular detail of my job. But anyway, so I got a comment that was made to me, which was a bit of a negative one. And that sort of, it, these little comments like this that make, that sideswipe me and I shouldn't, it sideswipes me because I, I do get a bit passionate about my job, and I was told, I was told by my bosses basically that you should this this that you need to start un, you need to unjames it. It's <laughs> basically um, to get, before it goes up, it needs to be unjamesed because basically James has put in every detail. People that haven't done shit, people that should have done shit, people that fucking haven't and should have, and and now are, you know it went into a spiral, and I was just like, okay. But I took that personally. I sh- maybe I shouldn't have done. Maybe that's a, uh, something to chuck out to you. Should I have taken that personally? Should things be unjamed? You know, um, noting that, uh, you know, the granular details often saves people, especially when it comes to safety. And I always say this to my boss, you might want to unjames it. But at the same time, when you're stood in the dock in health and safety, I can confidently say that I've done everything and it's written down. If you can't say that and you missed a detail because you didn't use mine, that's up to fucking you, buddy. So I... It's a bit of ass covering, but you need that when you're dealing with fucking health and safety because it's it, 
the reality of dealing with health and safety is, and I go back to this boring little topic, is you're very accountable. You know, it's, it's like a train driver. You know, you've got all those fucking lies. And if you write the wrong thing down or, or, you know, tell someone to do the wrong thing and they go out and fucking kill themselves, you're liable, mate. You're the one that's off. You know, so it's it's right down to how you word things. So you need to be detailed. So it's all in there. It's that legal stuff as well. So I've learned all that and that doesn't help as well. So there's a lot of negatives to learning. And I'm, and I'm understanding things. But anyway, I talk about... the So there was two cases of RSD throughout this last six weeks. And the first one was the podcast, and that led into a lot of positivity. And then the second one was a couple of incidents that had happened at work. Or just just comments that, you know, sideswiped me. Uh, you know, and I, I don't think they're called for. I, I take them a little bit personally. I think the other personal one was... Um, my boss turned around to me and said, um, bearing in mind, we so we do objectives, and I've wrote eight objectives, and um, it's my career. All you've got to do is read it. Do you agree? Fucking if you don't agree, tell me, and then tell me. You know, it's a conversation starter at the end of the day. Anyway, I wrote a lot of words down because I was like, <clears throat> you know, it's my career. I want to fucking show that I'm learning, adapting, and evolving, and I want to prove it in my, in my own PAR. Anyway, he said to me, well, James, I did read the first one. Um, but after three hours and nodding off three or four times, um, I didn't make it to the second one. Now, again, hysterically, yeah, he probably wrote too much. But it's my career. So you, all you've got to do is fucking read and comment, mate. And, and it was like, oh, I'm going to, everyone else, I'm going to put bullet points. You put what you fucking like, mate. But I want to know, people know that I'm doing everything properly and I can articulate that. Anyway, so I do take things a little bit personally. And that sort of feeds into the RSD. And I think it's, that's the, the stuff I'm trying, that sometimes when you take the time out, it also gives you the ability to understand and reflect properly on the negatives and and the negative feelings you might get. So what I do is, it, and and, that, and I think that's just, if anything, more important actually than trying to reflect on just the positives because positives will naturally instill because it's a positive. You've got a serotonin boost. There'll be a really good memory attached to that. But we often suppress the negatives, which is why. PTSD takes so long to come out because some of us like me um, and I know that there'll be people out there that you know have seen an incident had an incident been part of an incident that's you know caused a trauma to their life and they've suppressed it and they've just suppressed it and suppressed it and suppressed it but you know at the end of the day your mind you know if you keep suppressing it and suppressing it and a lot of suppressing it at some point in that suppression there's going to be a weak point to you squeezing it and eventually that's going to start seeping out it's like squeezing it's the easiest way to it's like it's like having a, a doggy bag of shit and giving it a fucking squeeze you know keep squeezing it something's going to fucking pop out eventually from somewhere it's going to give you that fucking woohoo that's a fucking hooper you know what i mean so it's going to it's going to give you it so you've got to be careful where you what you, if how much you suppress your ptsd how much you suppress your mental health you have to be careful because you can only keep squeezing so long. And then what happens is when you squeeze that out and that shit comes out, you know, the stuff that you've not dealt with and, and the issues. And I think this falls across the whole spectrum of mental health. If you keep doing that, what happens is, and I, and I, and I refer back to the, I call it that dark cloud, you know, that, that mist, that fog over your eyes. And it just seeps into the, the fucking parts of your brain and then starts taking over. You start getting negative, start getting angry. You start getting fucking feisty. You start, you know, you start getting angry at life. You start getting sad. You start getting emotional. You start reacting. And that's because what you don't realize is, and I probably use another way to relate to it, actually, is it's almost like if you've got a, um, a, a compressed disc, 
you know, and you've got that little fucking jam in the middle, you know, the stuff that's keeping it all lubricated, you know, and that and and that's popping out, you know. You know, if you if you've ever had a bad back, and I'm probably more my age now, forties, you know, unless you've had a tragic incident or you just got a weak back, um, you know, if you compress that, what happens is is when you compress it, you compress your spine, um, it it goes into nerves, hits nerves. Well, it's the same as mental health. What happens is every now and then you'll hit a nerve and you'll bosh react, you know, fucking bosh, drunk, smashed fucking drink now drinks a problem drugs now drugs are a problem and every time you do these things and then they become learned habits and then that negativity manifests and i've been an angry fucker for like nine years i know i have i know i've been angry because i've never been more relaxed in, in than i've ever been the, the last fucking six months yes i've had flare-ups but inter internally the most relaxed i've ever been I feel comfortable in my job. I can do it with my eyes closed, which is a good place to be. I feel comfortable in my house. I feel comfortable with my family. You know, there's things I need to work on financially, etc., etc. That's just general stuff. And you know, when you're raising three kids, you know, in a, in a fucking cost of living crisis, and or however many kids raising a kid in a fucking cost of living crisis, you know, so you've got to take. It's sort of fucking broke into talking about fucking cost of living crisis and threw me mind there, but. You know, you've you've got to keep you've got to keep go you've got to keep going you've got to keep going you've got to try and if you if you keep positive if you keep focusing on the positives that are naturally there and sometimes when you let that shit go and you know you PTSD and you don't deal with those problems as it squeezes in and you you know you you start fighting you start getting angry you start drinking you start taking drugs you start your lack of sleep which leads into complacency injuries fucking it just it's a massive spiral it's like a little snowball at the top of a fucking mountain and you just give it a little push it's an avalanche at the bottom because that's what happens and whatever you whatever whatever sort of description you want to use on mental health they all result in the same fucking way they're catastrophic at the end so we need to find a point where we look after ourselves and we do the right things and that is what you know ultimately that's what i'm talking about doing the things that make you happy doing the things that make you smile you know reflecting on the bad things so they don't happen again if there's a bad relationship make sure you stay away from that relationship or that friendship and you reflect was that bad enough can we get over that? No. Well, fuck off then. <laughs> Move on. Move on, big boy. Life's too fucking short, mate. Life is too fucking short. And the sooner people realise that life is too fucking short and it's moving at a super fucking fast pace, you've got, you've got to enjoy it as much as you can. There's, there's, no, there's no room for error. And if you're, if you're wasting your time with having those negative people around you that really don't give a fuck about you, that are maybe using you to get your, on their own path, and I've had many of those leeches use me to get to their own career path. And I'm not saying that as I look at me because I don't, that's not what it's about. I'm just saying you'll get that. Um, so for me personally, um, you know, you've got to do the right things and make you happy. Do what makes you happy. If it's not making you happy, stop fucking doing it. If that person isn't making you happy, stop doing it. Everything in life, if, if, if it's not making you happy, find a way out of it to make yourself happy. Because if you wait to the avalanche, you're fucked. That's when we get problems. And ultimately, and that's what I've done here, I've taken accountability for myself. I've been proactive in my own mental health. I've prioritised the things that I know needed prioritising. And I've tried to come out the other side, and here I am now, fresher, fuller, list of stuff because i've still been doing the good stuff i've still been reflecting i've still been trying to be happy i've still been trying to give myself time to sleep rest and do the fun things 
All of these are really key, important aspects that you can't forget. You need those foundations, you need the roots of your happiness never need to change. Every now and then, if you've got to cut a branch off, cut a branch off. Do what you need to do to make yourself happy. Because it's a fucking shit world. And you can't do it alone. I don't give a fuck what people say. If you're doing it alone, you're fucking wrong. You need to do it with people. We're social people. We're interacting. We need to make those memories. Those memories, if you do it with other people, they're more... They're more... They're just better. <laughs> they're more better. <laughs> That's an old shit word. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to leave it there because I'm fucking dribbling on. I am dribbling on. You've had a fucking plethora of fucking stuff here. Um, but I hope you've been okay. I truly, truly do. Um, and I hope you've all been positive. And like I said, I, you know, there's lots of there's lots of stuff to listen to. So, you know, don't be afraid to revert back. Maybe you need a freshener. Maybe you need a little cheeky livener. And, um, you know, yeah, just keep keep that positivity going. And, um, yeah, I, I look forward to talking to you all again soon. Take care, everyone, and keep those positive mental health fucking prospects going. I'm dribbling on. Love you.